Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City. Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. Apostle Frank Harvey, would you and Shirley come this morning? And God bless you. You just take it from here, whatever the Lord has for you to do. God bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Bless you, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. Congratulations, Destiny City. Mm -hmm. I just want to say I'm so happy to see what God has done. It does not shock me because we have such a good and gracious God. Amen. uh, He just knows how to bless his people. He knows ahead what we cannot see. And your future is bright, just like the prophets have been telling you. It's bright. And the revival, when God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Amen. Amen. I'll just take that one with you. Thank you. It's such a delight to be here, and we do say congratulations to you. Six years. Awesome. And look where we are today after just six years. Can you imagine what God's going to do in the next six and the following six? I want to tell you, our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, which is the power of God. And uh, such a delight to see Dwayne and Vicki this morning uh, on the screen, all the way from northern Israel in Tehran Village. And uh, they've been part of this as long as we have, just working together as apostle and prophet and undergirding the work and encouraging the work. And that's what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. In verse 28, he said, And God has set in the church, firstly apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, and then after this, workers of miracle. That's God's order in the church. In Ephesians chapter 2, he said, The church is built on the foundation of apostles and prophets. That's the foundation to lay a good base. Uh, I'm not going to preach a long time today, but there are two or three things I felt very strongly the Lord wanted me to say. First, At the end of Joshua's life, Joshua, the man who followed Moses leading the children of Israel, he was actually the one who led the armies of Israel into the promised land. God had promised it from the time of Abraham, 500 years before. Then God sent Moses to deliver them out of Egyptian bondage and slavery. And they were 40 years in the wilderness. At the end of that time, Moses went home to be with the Lord. He did not get to take him into the land because he failed the Lord. He got presumptuous and God said, you've done a good job, but because you failed, you're not going to get to take him in, but Joshua will. So Joshua led him in and for 20 years, he led them in the conquest of Canaan. At the end of his life, he called all the elders of the tribes together in chapter 23 of Joshua, next to the last chapter. And he said, I bear you record today. I'm getting ready to go home to be with the Lord. But I want to testify and bear you record that not one thing has failed of all the good things which God has promised to do for us. And I want to tell you today, Destiny City, not one thing has failed of all the good things which God has promised. 
All of it hasn't been completed yet, but not one thing has failed which God promised to do. He said, if you will walk by faith, I will provide every need. And he has done that. God is faithful. And I look today and I want to say to you, I call these empty chairs filled in the name of Jesus. I call them filled. And additional chairs that aren't even in here yet are going to be there. And they will be filled. I also want to speak to you, I believe, to the church, but also speak to the pastor and his wife, uh, but through them to the whole congregation. Thank you yesterday for serving uh, Covenant Life Ministries in our SALT meeting. SALT is an acronym that stands for Sustained Apostolic Leadership Training. And there were three churches, a church from Greensboro and two in this city. And we had 40-some people, between 40 and 50, pastors, preachers, leaders, that gathered here, and Destiny City hosted us and hosted this meeting. And I want to say thank you to all those of you who served, all those of you who came and made it available. But as I was praying, I felt like God said that one of the reasons He's provided this facility for you is not just for you and for you as a people, but for you to host other meetings. And I want to say to you, get ready, because God's going to use you to help fund and to help facilitate the work of the kingdom of God in this region. And so that's part of your calling. It isn't just for you and what God's doing here, but it is to present to the whole body of Christ a service place and a ministry place. And that's wonderful. It's exciting. The scripture that I wanted to read today is from 2 Corinthians You remember David had it in his heart to build a temple for the Lord. And God said, it's a great idea, David, but not you. You're not going to be able to do it. You're a man of war. But your son, who will follow after you, he'll actually do it. But David wasn't content. And so he set aside literally tons of silver and gold, jewels, precious stones, lumber, all the stuff that would be needed to actually construct the temple David gathered. He said, I may not get to build it, but I can provide the stuff to get it done. So then Solomon became king when David died and he built the temple. And it took seven years in the construction. And I want to take up in uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and uh, the day they dedicated it. Chapter 5, verse 11. And it came to pass that when the priests came out of the most holy place... For all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves. And the Levites who were the singers, those who were of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren. Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun. And I'm in the New King Jim here. But these guys, this was the, the choir leader, the head of all the instruments, the band, and the one who coordinated all of the worship. And it said, and their children and their children's children after them were taught and trained for a period of 40 years. There were 240 of their descendants. Listen, in another place. 240 of their children, their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren over a period of 40 years. And this is the culmination. And said... 
with their brethren, they stood at the east of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, harps, and with them a hundred and twenty priests playing trumpets. Indeed, it came to pass that when the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, that when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets, the cymbals, the instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, and his mercy endures forever, that the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priests could not continue to minister. Some translations read, the priests could not stand on their feet to minister. Literally, they were incapacitated with the presence of God. Because of the glory of God, for the glory of God filled the house of God. Awesome. And then I want us to go on. The next chapter, he talks about, as he began to pray, a prayer of dedication. And prayed God to bless the house and God to bless the people that worship there. And then jump on over to chapter 7. Same day, same glory of God filling the house. It's just powerful. So chapter 7 verse 1. And when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not even enter the house because of the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of the Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and they worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. I'm going to stop there. If you haven't, I encourage you to take time today or over the next few days. Read 2 Chronicles chapters 5, 6, and 7 on that awesome day. What I want to say to you is that today we understand the Bible says God does not live today in buildings made with hands. In that day, they built a temple and God came and dwelt in that temple. In fact, it said he dwelled in the Holy of Holies over the Ark of the Covenant between the cherubims, the angels that were on the top, the mercy seat. And it said God dwelt in that place. He lived there. In fact, it was such a holy place. No one was allowed in to the Holy of Holies except the high priest one day a year on the Day of Atonement and never without blood. To come in to cleanse his sin and the sins of the people. That building lasted for over 400 years until Nebuchadnezzar came and the Babylonians and destroyed it. From that day until this, God has not lived in a building constructed out of mortar and wood and stone. The Bible says today, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in us. Individually, he lives in you and you and you and me. I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. But more than that, the Bible says when we gather together in his name, we are builded together as a holy habitation. Every time we gather together unto the Lord, when we gather in his name, 
Each one of us is a living stone, and God constructs a new temple of praise and a new temple of worship. Whenever we gather in his name, that's the key, he said, I create a new habitation, and God inhabits us, and we corporately become the temple of the living God. Thank God for this building. But I want you to understand something. Don't want to be disrespectful. Don't want to upset anybody's theology. But this building is not a church. It never has been a church and it never will be a church. You can hang crosses from every rafter. You can put rafters on the roof. It won't make this a church. You can write church across the outside in vibrant letters. It won't make this building a church. We are the church. We who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are the church. I don't want to be picky, but I want us to be correct. We did come to church today. Because when we gather in his name, we are the church. But don't say, I think we're going down to the church, referring to this building. It's a meeting house. It's a church house. It's a fellowship. It's a lot of wonderful things. But this building is not a church. We are the church. That means wherever we gather together. I do believe in dedicating this building. And we're going to do that in just a few minutes. And I want to say a couple things about that. This building is not a church, but this can be a holy place because we have dedicated it for the worship of God, for the work of God, for the fellowship of God, for the evangelism of God, for the healing of God, for the blessing of God to be released from this place. Not because the building is holy, but because what goes on here is holy. You with me? Now, believing that and doing today what we're going to do, we're going to dedicate this building to the glory of Almighty God. And we're going to ask God to fill every room, every nook and cranny and corner of this property, not just inside but out, with His presence, the angels to protect and keep safe all who come here in Jesus' name. And I'll tell you what happens. The more we worship God in this place, the more there remains of a residue of his presence. Everybody understand what residue is? A residue is what remains. It's after you've gone. Did you ever walk into the middle of a house where they'd been fussing and fighting? You walk in, you didn't know any of that was going on, but you walk in and it's a thick, the atmosphere, you can cut it with a knife. You can feel it. That's a residue of what had been going on. When you walk into a place where the glory of God has been released, even after the people have gone, there remains a residue of his presence. And what I want to pray is that God will fill this place with the residue, the leftover remains of his presence. When we are here gathered in his name, he said he would be here. But when we leave, he doesn't necessarily leave. 
When we were building our building in Clyde, North Carolina, many of you have been there. I hope the rest of you will have opportunity to come at some point. We had a gravel parking lot, nothing, no pavement, nothing striped. The building initially was just a level area and then a concrete slab and then the steel went up. And while the steel was there, all of us came out. We walked over that slab and prayed. We took magic markers and we wrote on all the steel girders and the beams that are now enclosed. enclosed. You can't see it, but the glory of God and scripture verses and praise and prophetic words that have been spoken that are filling all through that house. Each stage of the building, we did that. Well, while we were doing it, I noticed that um, there was a four-wheel drive vehicle that would, I would drive up, and it was parked over here on the far side. And every time I would drive in, immediately they'd circle around and drive out. And I thought, I don't have any idea who those people are. And so finally one day, I got there, and they didn't get out fast enough, and I pulled in behind them. <clears throat> And I just, I got out and they couldn't back out because I was behind them. <clears throat> so I went, knocked on the window. <clears throat> I said, hey, my name's Frank. Uh, I don't think I've met you guys. And they were a little uncomfortable because they'd meant to skedaddle. And um, so they told me, well, our name, we're so-and-so. It was a man and his wife. And I said, well, I've noticed your vehicle here several times. I don't believe I've seen you at church. And they said, well, what all's going on here? And we said, well, it's, it, we're, getting, we're building a church building. And they said, well, we saw the sign, but what kind of church is this? And so we talked a little bit. And I said, well, it's interesting. I've noticed you here several times. You're welcome, but why are you coming sitting in a, an empty parking lot? And they said, well, neither one of us is Christians. We've never been saved. But we've come to the realization, they were probably 50s, maybe early 60s. They said, we've come to the conclusion, we need to get some things settled with God. So we were trying to figure out what church we ought to go to. And we, neither one of us have gone to church. We just, we don't really know people in church. And so we just decided we would go around to the community in this county, and we would sit in the parking lots of different churches. And see if we could feel the presence of God. And so that's why we're here. We're just kind of checking things out. And I said, well, that's good. Uh, did you mind, do you mind to share with me your results? I mean, <laughs> have you found anything or felt anything here or anywhere else? Because if God's moving somewhere, I want to know about it. And they both started crying and they said, that's why we keep coming back here. Because we feel the presence of God. We realize the building isn't even built yet. But we drive in this parking lot and we feel the presence of God. And they said, and I said, well, we're not, you know, the building isn't ready yet. But we're meeting over here on the other side of the county. And I said, and you're welcome to come now. No, no, we'll wait. We'll just wait until this building is complete. And if it's okay, we're going to keep driving up here and parking in the parking lot. And I said, well, of course, that's fine. You're most welcome. And they said, now be sure and tell us when you open. I said, okay. So over the next month or two, as we continued on, 
uh, I would see them periodically and I'd go speak to them occasionally. And when we got a date on when we anticipated finishing up and actually having our first service, I told them, I said, now we're going to be meeting on the first Sunday in December of 1991. That was when we moved in. And they were there, both of them. And they got saved that morning. The first service in our new building. What I want to say to you is that though we weren't having church there because we were regularly praying there all through the building process, there remained a residue of the presence of God. Even when we were gone, the presence of God remained and hung around that location. And what I want to say to you is this building is not a church, but this is a building where church stuff happens, where God stuff happens. And I want us to pray that God will fill the house with his presence and that the residue of the presence of God will surround this property outside even. I want to encourage you on Wednesday nights when you meet here to pray. I don't really care how you do your prayer things. I haven't been to your prayer meetings per se. But make some time where you just play some music and let people walk around. Just walk around. Lay hands on those children's games back there. Lay hands on the instruments and just every part of the building. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask God to bless every part of this. The children's department, the classrooms. And God knows the pastor's study. He needs it back there. In every aspect, just go through and just pray over the building. And pray that the presence of God will fill this atmosphere. So that when people walk in the door, they will feel the presence of God. Now, I want to say to you, God is everywhere present. He's omnipresent. There's no place that God isn't. But the manifested presence of God is when he moves in such a way that you become aware of his presence. Hallelujah. Even when you don't know it, he's there. But what we are praying is, God, make such an awareness of your presence manifest that everybody who walks in here will sense the presence of God. Even when they drive on the property down this driveway, they will feel the presence of God. I know that that happens. I've experienced it. I've seen it. And as I was talking about before the Lord, about, Lord, what should we do? That's what I felt like God was saying. And so right now, would you just stand to your feet? Father, we want to thank you for your provision of this house, for this, your church. Thank you, Lord, that you opened the door. Thank you that you gave the people a mind and a heart to work. Thank you, Lord, that you gave them physical strength to get the job done. To this point, we give you praise. We understand your word says that every good and every perfect gift comes down from above, from you, the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Lord, you are faithful to all generations. Thank you. And God, you who have begun a good work, we ask that you will continue it and complete it even to the coming of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would fill 
every corner of this building, every square foot, every square inch. Fill it with your presence, with your joy, with your peace. Oh God, I ask that you would cause the angels of the Lord to encamp round about this place, to guard it, to keep it safe, to keep the people who come here safe. I ask, Lord, that every room will be saturated and permeated with your presence. That people who come here, even by accident, who drive down this driveway, not meaning to come here, but when they come here, they'll say, Oh my goodness, God is in this place. God is here. Lord, draw them as with a magnet of the Holy Spirit to you, to your word, and to your kingdom. We dedicate this building for your glory. Lord, that every activity that takes place will give honor to you, will give praise to you. Obviously, we want you to bless our preaching and our worship. And our prayers. But God I also ask that you bless our fellowship. Our eating together. Our playing together. Our sharing together. The healing ministry. That everything that takes place. The labor and the work that goes on here and around here. It will be blessed and sanctified too Lord. Oh God. I also ask. As I spoke a little earlier. That each of these chairs be filled. Thank you, Father, for those that you will transplant from other churches. That's okay. We're not aiming for them, but we'll receive them. But God, our heart's prayer, send the lost. Send those that have been beaten and chained and mangled by the hand of the enemy. Set them free in Jesus' name. Lord, bring us the ones that nobody else wants. We commit to you, Father. We will love them. We will reach out to them. We will feed them. We will nourish them. We will care for them. In Jesus' name. Oh God, fill these chairs with new people born into the kingdom of God. Young ones, old ones, men, women, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Oh, God, from every nation, kindred, and tribe on the planet, send them in. And then, Lord, I ask you to raise them up in this place and then send us out to the ends of the earth. Oh, God, that your name be exalted in this place and the light of your glory would shine. Not just today, but until Jesus comes. And all of God's people in agreement, would you say amen? Amen. 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 Oh God, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you for what you are going to do in this house and from this house to the ends of the earth. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Church, I want to thank you for your continued care for us. And we are part of what you're doing. And thank you for letting us be a part of that. We feel that. And I want you to know when we go to Honduras and Nicaragua and Mexico and Germany and Greece and the Middle East. And when we go to Africa and minister the word. 
Destiny City is right there with us, in us, and through us because of your giving to us. And I want you to know that everything that God is able to do through us is credited to your account in glory because of your giving and your praying for us. So thank you. And thank you, Pastor, for letting us be a part of this today. We bless you in Jesus' name. Can you give the Lord praise? Amen. Bless you, Pastor. You've been listening to Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.